Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we pick a movie from your childhood, rewatch it and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. Watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? And I'm joined today by James. Hello. Hello. And James's chosen movie is 1996's Space Jam, the IMDb breakdown. In a desperate attempt to win a basketball match and earn their freedom, the Looney Tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion Michael Jordan. That's a fairly accurate breakdown, I'd say. Yeah, I think that literally hits it on the nose of what the whole film is about. So I read that the film was like, um, it was meant to be a fictionalised account of what genuinely happened to Michael Jordan during his time where he was a basketball player, then he retired, became a baseball player, Mm -hmm. and then came back to basketball and this is meant to fill in the gap as to why all that happened. Yeah. Which is bizarre. What's your relationship with this movie? Do you know what? Well, I used to watch this, oh god, I think the first time I watched this movie I must have been like six. Wow. Like, I, yeah, I've seen this movie so many times. I absolutely love this movie. Um, yeah, I've seen it so many times. That literally was one of the, that and a few of the films were the kind of you know, my, my childhood kind yeah. of gems that I can always go for. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest, it was quite strange watching it now as an adult because it just felt a lot shorter. That was the first thing that I kind of picked up. Like, I always remember as a kid it being so much longer. Um, but, you know, this time it was a lot shorter. Um, I would say, I think I think my relationship with the movie is definitely because I just love the Looney Tunes. That's kind of what I kind of grew up with. Um, you know, Sylvester and Sylvester Cat and Tweet Pie, they were always my kind of thing that I always used to watch. So Looney Tunes was something that I really, really enjoyed watching as a kid. So things like Space Jam and Frame Roger Rabbit, they were the kind of movies that I watched growing up. But yeah, I just thought, yeah. So did you have it on VHS then, I assume? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I did actually, I did. But it wasn't mine, it was my sister's, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, but we could watch it whenever whenever we wanted, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, VHS, I have not watched a tape in ages. <laughs> yeah. I'd never seen it. Um, I knew of it because the Looney Tunes were randomly huge in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of movies that came out. Yeah. Um, and they were all over the cereal boxes. So it was like definitely in my radar. And it was probably advertised with a bunch of VHSs that I had as well. But I never actually watched it until the other day. It sort of lived up to all of my expectations. Good, to be like that. In that like my expectations were like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> it is so bizarre. I don't know who walked into that meeting room and sat down and pitched this and who then agreed to it. It's absolutely insane. That's not to say it wasn't enjoyable in parts. Mm, yeah. But who is this movie for? Why does it exist? Like, because they had other movies like Looney Tunes Back in Action. Yeah, yeah. Like Brendan Fraser, and they they at least look like something that made some sense. sense. This movie, some aliens from a theme park in space notice the Looney Tunes and want to employ them Mm -hmm. to make more money Mm -hmm. for their park. So they get sent down to Earth where they then have to enter like a Toontown, which is, uh, you do so by digging underground. Of course, makes sense. Um, And then they they say, right, we want you to come back and be in our theme park. And the Looney Tunes are like, no, we have a right to defend ourselves you just kidnap us and take us to space. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, and because they're so short, the aliens are so short, Bugs Bunny is like, okay, we challenge you to a basketball game. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously that's the logical thing to do. So then the aliens steal the essence of and talent of the like 
Yeah, like the pro pro basketball players. They were all in the movie. Yeah. Um, So they then become these like steroid, huge sort of basketball champion aliens Mm -hmm. that like we'll talk about them later. Yes, the monsters definitely. The monsters. So then the Looney Tunes enlist a a then retired Michael Jordan, who is who is Michael Jordan and played by Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. to join their team. So they kidnap him to be on their team, and then it's just the basketball match, which doesn't last that long it doesn't that was the thing that was the thing that I was so surprised by I always remember the basketball game being so long I thought it was going to be the majority of the movie but it's Mm. really not Um, so they fight they they play the basketball team it's your classic underdog sort of sports movie vibes Mm -hmm. and obviously the Looney Tunes win Um, and then it's fine and Michael Jordan returns to basketball and the NBC basketball players get their talent back exactly there is a bizarre amount of this movie where we hang out with the basketball players who yeah. have had their talent taken from them and what they're up to. See, but the funny thing is, though, about the basketball players who essentially lose their talent, the thing that I found so funny is that they just lose the the inability to do anything else, right? which makes no sense. They can't, like, even catch a ball or, like, see properly anymore. Like, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, the Looney Tunes... Uh, obviously you know me I'm a massive Disney and so they were my sort of cartoon characters growing up mm-hmm. as, uh, I wasn't massive on the, the Looney Tunes side of things because I always found them and that was their point they were sort of abrasive and mm-hmm. you know Bugs Bunny like abuses everyone Literally. that he meets um, Daffy Duck is just so angry all the time about yep. everything um, and they were they were wacky and as a kid I think I found that a bit much okay. I found it a bit sort of like um, and as an adult you do watch it and you are like stop fucking like hitting everything. I know what you mean <laughs> Um, but some of the lines are so clever. Uh, at one point, um, Tweety Pie says, I thought I saw Michael Jordan. I did. I did see Michael Jordan, which is brilliant. Um, so I guess they sort of... They don't... You don't really... They don't really use the Looney Tunes as much as I thought they were going to. I don't know if you agree with me. Okay. In what, in what way? I don't know. I thought of... I wasn't... They very much relied on you knowing who they were already. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand that. I completely get that. And you only really know... You only really interact with sort of Bugs and Daffy. <coughs> and everyone else is just sort of there as a one-off thing. Like, I didn't know... Kind of like making an appearance. I kind of know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very different, especially because... I used to watch Looney Tunes when I was younger so I do know quite a lot of the characters already so it was very easy for me to kind of you know enjoy and know who each person was but I guess for someone like you who didn't watch Looney Tunes or hadn't seen Space Jam it is quite a sorry who's that person and why are they here and like, mm. I, like I vaguely knew who they were, but they didn't do anything with the characters. Like the granny was there from Tweety and Sylvester, but she didn't do anything. She was just like there, so they were just sort of. I felt like I was like, I would care more if I knew who that person was okay. to see them on the side of the pitch. Let's talk about this actually, in terms of not in just terms of the acting overall. Let's talk about this. How awful was the acting? Because I I remember it being so a good movie but watching it now <laughs> being through drama school yeah. now watching Michael Jordan and all these other you know big uh, you know basketball stars you know act it was uh, act um, yeah, inverted commas throughout the entire movie I felt very sorry for Michael Jordan because I always had this idea that the ba- basketball game was played in live action and the Looney Tunes was slotted into the like real life yeah. Roger Rabbit yes. but it's not it's like the opposite Reverse. where we're in the toon world yep. poor Michael Jordan must have, have been playing basketball and acting alongside nothing mm-hmm. so I think even like Daniel Day-Lewis would struggle with that that is so true yeah like he had nothing to go off he and he was being told all of these different things like oh and then the guy from Jurassic Park's going to be flattened and you're going to need to react to that exactly. obviously he had and if you don't have a particularly good imagination as well yeah. you're just going to be like okay I guess I'll make a face and you're watching it as a kid or even as an adult and you're like oh god that's not very good acting but to his to, to be fair to him he wasn't acting alongside yeah. anyone saying that when even when he was acting alongside people it, it was, wasn't great it wasn't it was just <laughs> I sat there I was just thinking 
thinking, my god, this is not good acting. Yeah. Especially, like, even at the very, very last scene when, you know, the basketball players get the talent yeah. back and they're all sitting around. And I think I can't remember one of the guys is just like, oh, guys, what are we going to do? And it just it just felt so scripted. Not even, just... like, children's movie type, because you know how, like, good actors always have to do sort of goofy acting in yeah. a kid's movie. It wasn't even that. It was just, like, they were desperately trying to remember their lines yeah. and sit in the right place and look natural but failing. And yeah, it was very clumsy and awkward. Even like the children, oh, I thought they were awful as well. Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Because I think they were actually my Yeah, his children, yeah, I think they are as well. Oh, I might have written something down about that. This is the thing though, but like, this movie, even though this movie is, in my opinion, it is such, it's going to be a child classic and it always will be. But now coming back to it as, as an adult, um, I think it's, I've kind of come to the realisation that this movie I think was kind of made just for Michael Jordan and kind of like yeah, because at the time because at the time he was literally one of the you know most successful sportsmen out there and wasn't he like the face of like night yeah literally trainers and like yeah. soda pop like yeah. God knows what else. like they literally like promoted him so much so of course it just makes sense like, to make a movie you know for him about yeah, his life or, or what, what yeah, like, maybe what happened when he retired from basketball it was because he had to go to Toontown to fight yeah. the Monstars mm-hmm. so they come down from space yeah. and they're like kind of sweet they've all got the little quirky personality they do and I actually really enjoy that I actually yeah. really really do I was, when I was watching them um, again I think that is I don't know I think that's why I just like the movie so much because every single one of them had their own defined character I think kind of like I was about the Looney Tunes, how if you didn't know them already, you kind of wanted them to kind of have some sort of yeah. development. And even though they didn't have a development, the um, the Monstars, I think because they were all quite defined. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was cute. So And they, they were adorable. They would come down and be like, we want to take you back to space. And they were like, yeah. whoa. And they were like, okay. And then they, they steal the essence of the basketball players. I don't know what happened to me in my childhood but watching when they become the big sort of scary monsters and I say scary and I mean it because like I remember I'm coming to this as a 28 year old for the first time and I was like they're making me feel very uncomfortable like they are they are reaching into my subconscious and like tapping into some fear of mine. Like I, I found really, really frightening. The terrifying. They were so. They were scary. As anything. I literally. Oh my god. No, no, no. They. I remember literally having nightmares. Yeah, about those five, those five aliens. There's something about the way that they're designed, the way mm-hmm. they move, the way they speak. Perhaps it's the way that they've been transformed from what was adorable. I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. It's that moment, I always remember it. It's that moment when it's the transformation between being those cute little small aliens and transforming into these big, massive monsters. Yeah. You just see like the hands growing and the spikes oh. coming out. And Honestly, the face. I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking yeah. about it. Like, there's something in there that's really tapping into my, like, deep, unsettling uh, yeah. fears. And it, like, so every time they were doing anything, I was, it was good because it added stakes to the game mm-hmm. where I was like, I really hate these creatures mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable watching them. Um, and especially the bit where, where they, they roll yeah. Michael Jordan up into the ball. <laughs> I was like, it's just like terrifying. It's so scary. Yeah. So scary. And like, and you know as well that they've like taken them away from those other people, which yeah. is really frightening as well. Where yeah. these people are suddenly like, what are we meant to do? Just, it was kind of like weirdly unsettling in like a quite subtle way. Cause it's just like, yeah. you're meant to just be like, ha ha ha, we all know it's going to be good in the end. Mm. But I was like, oh, no. Um, Fucking Lola Bunny. Was she invented for this movie? See, now this is a thing. I never remember her, so I think she might have been invented for the film. Yeah, she seems like it. Because, because she just came in and she was like, hi, I'm Lola. And I was, she was like, I don't remember ever seeing you. Yeah. You're wrong, though. I should be completely wrong. Because famously, the Looney Tunes don't have any women in them. Like, there's, like, the granny. Yeah. And then the, like, the the poor um, cat that Peppy Le Pew sexually harasses. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, really, as far as I mean, I yeah, yeah, there is a... There, there is a no, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. That's kind of it. And so they brought in what was clearly meant to be a pull for women to be like, oh, a female character I can identify mm. with. Um, 
it's meant to tick that 90s feminism box, she says. And it's obviously for her to be a love interest for Bugs Bunny so he can have a kiss at the end. <laughs> she walks in and she's obviously like the caramel bunny. Like she's so overtly sexualized. Yes, I was say she's already she's sexualized the moment she comes into the room. Like she walks into the room and obviously she's like brilliant. She's better than Michael Jordan, a basketball. She like she has her ears tied up into a ponytail. And that she like keeps flicking over her shoulder in that like sassy way, and then she's always like, "Don't call me doll," which is so nineties feminism. It's like barbed wire, and she's like, "Don't call me babe," and you're like, "Oh come on!" And then of course, like Bugs Bunny does one thing that's like mediocre, and she's like, "I love you." Literally. Yeah. I think. You could have had this movie without Lola Bunny. <laughs> to be fair, you kind of made a point before. You could kind of have this movie kind of without half the Looney Tunes, really. If yeah. you had Bugs and Daffy, that's kind of it, really. But even then, like Daffy Dog, the moment he started speaking, he sounds so much different from what I remember. Different voice actor. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. I mean, I always thought with voice actors, if because obviously voice actors as they get older, you have to get someone new to come into play the role. But try and find someone who sounds like Daffy Dog. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Looney Tunes. Ages, so I could be completely wrong here. Yeah. But I just remember being younger, he sounded completely different to what it's, he did yeah. in the movie. I think as well that, um, so I believe it's Mel Blanc who originally voiced him mm-hmm. in the back of the He did loads of them. Yeah, he basically did all of them. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, it's Dee Bradley Baker, who I know, if you've ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender, no. he does all of the animal voices, so he's Momo and Appa in Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and he does Daffy Duck in this. And I know what you're saying, because um, I watch a lot about um, animated voice actors, it really fascinates me, and they say that you can't, you can't just do their catchphrases, you have to read, like, The Seven Stages of Man by Shakespeare as Daffy Duck, yeah. just to prove it, do it. I was coming to it and I was like, yeah, that sounds like Daffy Duck. There's a lot of saliva and like mm-hmm. he's like doing the thing. But obviously someone that like is used to Mel Blanc is very, very different. Whereas I think Bugs Bunny was Jim Cummings, who is maybe, maybe I can't really remember to be honest. Um, but it sounded more legit. Yeah. So was it just yeah. Daffy Duck? Yeah, for me, it was just Daffy Duck, I think. And I think it was just like the first time he's ever done Daffy Duck and perhaps the last time he's ever done it as well. Uh, yeah, I would say probably the last time because I, I, it was just so strange. I just, every time he spoke, I yeah. was just like, this joint is not a Daffy Duck for me. It was just yeah. not a Daffy Duck. That must have been so like strange. And was, did you feel that when you were a kid as well? Um, in, in terms of what? In terms of? Did you notice that that wasn't the Daffy no. Duck? That no, no. What? It's no. I don't think so. I mean, it never really. But again, it's been years. I mean, I haven't seen this movie. It's got to have been like a good like, like six, seven years. Probably even more. Probably about ten years. Probably. But no, I don't. I don't ever remember being younger and noticing any difference. But definitely being older and watching it now, there was yeah. a massive difference. It's interesting. So Billy West is Bugs Bunny. Okay. So he's from Futurama. Oh right, yeah. Um, Dee Bradley Baker is Daff- Daffy, and then you've got people like Bill Farmer, Bob Bergen, all of these like renowned American voiceover yeah. actors, but not necessarily for those characters. Okay. Um, which is interesting that they then chose to sort of have them just for this movie for whatever reason Danny DeVito is flawless so you know, this is the thing okay so I actually forgot that Danny DeVito was in this movie I completely forgot so when I heard him I mean I've been watching I'm not sure if you have seen it before but I've been watching a lot of um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia nice. absolutely love it uh-huh. and I've been watching it very like recently and to then watch Space, Space Jam I had to see him not see him but hear him in that I was yeah. like is that Danny DeVito I was like I completely forgot that you were in I this movie I did exactly the same thing and my this... note is literally is that Danny DeVito literally I was like what a weird thing for him to be in and I completely forgot and the funny thing yeah. is he plays the villain in this movie um, Mr I can't remember his name Mr Sh- it was a weird uh, Mr it's like I can't remember his name now uh, Swackhammer that's it Mr Swackhammer but he is like not in it that much like it's the monsters yeah. that even though they're not seen as like you know the villain yeah. they're like the second kind of villain they're not, they're not the main yeah, they're the ones we spend most of the time with whereas he's sort of their boss as it were 
there. Yeah. Um, but then even then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, fascinating, because I was like, oh, okay, so he's in this movie, which is Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. we can assume, because it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. But obviously, around the same time, he would have been in Hercules with Disney. Yes. So I just thought, like, oh, you know how you do an advert for Pepsi, you're not allowed to do an advert. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it would have that sort of vibe. I mean, but, um, I guess it's Danny DeVito, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, do what he wants. Do what he wants. I mean, everybody wants Danny DeVito, don't they? <laughs> I love Danny DeVito. He's so, so good. good. And actually, I think he was, whilst he was doing this, he was actually doing Matilda as well. Or oh. around, it was, in the, it was within the same year. Yeah. Matilda was 1996, so it was 1994, something yeah. like that. And then Hercules was 1997, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, he was so good. But I, was, I always, what I find fascinating, fascinating about Looney Tunes and when they kind of put it within, like, you know, real world or, or whatnot, it's the idea that it's just kind of like a rule that it's that that's a thing. Do you know what I mean? That Looney Tunes is just part of the world. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Like, loved it. The moment when, when obviously not everyone sees the Looney Tunes, but it, even even in that moment when the the aliens first come down and they have to go through Earth to get to Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. they kind of cross right over the the baseball pitch, don't they? And everyone watches yeah. and sees the spaceship. And I was like, okay, so it's just like a rule, isn't it? Like a, 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 a thing yeah. that. Cartoons are just part of this world. Like, like Toontown in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, that's, that's that. That's where they are. Yeah. Um, I thought it was brilliant where the kids were watching the Looney Tunes on TV and it was just as Bugs had been kidnapped by the aliens mm. and da- uh, Roadrunner and the Coyote are doing something and then Porky Pig comes in and he's, uh, he's like, stop, stop, we need to have a meeting. Yeah. And they all go off screen. So the idea is that they're being, the episodes of the Looney Tunes antics are being filmed live for children television and it's like the actors have all just walked on set yeah. and therefore yeah. you and I thought that was so interesting because it's like what how are they being shown on real person TV but they're live yeah but they're like and it just opened up so many questions so I was like this is really cool I don't understand it at all but I love it I think it adds to kind of like the fear of it really like it's quite scary the idea that it's, it's that idea that, that in Toontown, cameras and stuff, they're aware of them and they're there in a sense. It's like, who's filming it? What's going on exactly, there? Exactly. And who's putting it on, on you know, kids' TV? Live streaming? Yeah, like, what is it? Do they ever get time off? And so, clearly, someone knows about this. What, what's yeah. the situation? But, like, humans don't know. It's not like, like, Toontown and Roger Rabbit is like, oh, and that's Toontown. It's like, um, Chinatown. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's Toontown, you can visit it. Yeah. It's Toontown. Whereas this is like underground, you have to go through the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. Um, and break through it. It's like a completely yeah. different world. Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a different universe. And then Michael Jordan is like, what the hell, you're Bugs Bunny, I don't understand what's going on, you're just yeah. a character. So they're not aware that the tubes live underground. No. It's really bizarre. It's quite scary. And then you've got obviously in space you've got these aliens. Who are also tombs. Well the the cartoons, but they're not obviously part of Toon Town in terms of they're not they're not a Looney Tune. They're not so you've got kind of like space yeah. and this whole thing, which is a cartoon in a sense. It's a cartoon where it could have been something different. I think if they perhaps had yeah. the technology they would have made them puppets, which would have been even scarier. Yeah, that would or have been scary. Like CGI maybe? Because they are I don't know if you're aware, they are redoing Space Jam for twenty twenty. Really? <laughs> With LeBron James. Oh my god. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll and the monsters are coming back. That, so oh my god, that's quite scary. I wonder if they are gonna make them look use a different form of technology to distinguish them against the tunes of Toontown. So is it, is it like a reboot or is it... I'm not sure if it's like a sequel yeah, or like it? a reboot oh, okay. um, but it's, it's something. So that's well, to. here we are, that's, that's podcast number two, you know, <laughs> yeah, the sequel so to Space Jam. Um, Bill Murray is in this movie. He is and we haven't discussed him at all. Why the fuck is Bill Murray in this because movie? They can, do you know what I mean? They can just throw people I... in. I feel like a lot of money was just thrown at this movie. What Michael Jordan? Yeah, it's a Michael Jordan. What Bill Murray? Yeah, that's a Bill Murray. Danny DeVito? Yeah, that's a Danny DeVito. Just loads of money yeah. was thrown at it. And the Looney Tunes itself, that would have been quite a lot of money to have them yeah, with it as well. Yeah, to license them. Um, but Bill Murray? Bill Murray is just there. 
as a friend of Michael Jordan. Who wants to be a basketball player, but wants to play within but the... But he's playing Bill Murray. Like, well, yes, Bill Murray is playing Bill yeah. Murray. Um, I don't care for that sort of SNL time Bill Murray way. It's like a childish man, child. I don't know what my problem with Bill Murray is, because I love him in Lost in Translation. Yeah. But in this movie, I was just like, oh, shut up, Bill Murray. And then of course, so he's in the real world, and he's like, oh no, Michael Jordan's been kidnapped. We don't know where he's been. Which I'm makes no Murray. sense because you literally just saw him get sucked down. And no one seems to care yeah. except for the guy from Jurassic Park. And to be fair, I would have said he had the camera in his face. So I mean, obviously it would make no sense. But if anything, you'd be thinking, oh maybe he's just like gone up. But they were stuck stood there and watched him get sucked into yeah. a, a, a golf hole. Golf hole. Which in itself is just scary. Like the fact that mini tunes can do that to you. Right. Like that's terrifying. To be stuck into a hole and then drive with that. Nah, <laughs> nope, nope. Oh yes, no more. And then in Toonland you can change your sort of dimensions like Michael Jordan yeah. uses he figures out that you can be manipulated in a way that mm-hmm. defies human physics, mm-hmm. so he like stretches his arm to shoot a hoop or whatever. But Bill because, So Bill Barry lives in the real world and then because this is something I knew about Space Jam, because whenever I bring it up, everyone recites this line. In the middle of the basketball match, they're, they're, they're suffering, and they're having to bring people on, and then someone gets severely injured. So they're like, we, we're going to have to forfeit unless we find another player. But Bill Murray runs on. Bearing in mind, we're now in Toontown. Bill Murray runs on, and is like, don't worry, guys, I can do it. And they're like, what are you doing here, Bill Murray? And he's like, oh, I'm friends with the producer. And then, and then that, and then he just plays basketball. And you're like, wait, what? Like, I know it's meant to be that sort of absurdist humour where you're just like, ah, and Bill Murray's here now, brilliant. Oh, Bill Murray, that, that's classic. But Murray, I yeah. was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just a bit crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a bit crazy. It's so mental. I love it because it's like, it's such a bizarre creation and I yeah. love that it exists in the world. Um, but I... But I think it is, isn't it? Like, like it's Looney Tunes, like it is all crazy. I feel like it's not meant to be analysed or questioned. It's just a, meant just to be enjoyed. Like, oh, that's so Looney Tunes. You're either, you've either got Looney Tunes doing things like flattening each other or yeah. you've got Michael Jordan playing basketball. There is so much mm. Michael Jordan playing basketball in this movie yeah and let's just discuss this because you brought it up I don't watch basketball <laughs> let's just let the record be shown I do not watch basketball at all never watched it in my life um, but you were saying before at the very beginning weren't you about when you were talking about the movie and how you know this is about basketball and how they want to play basketball to not be slaves and yeah. it is kind of like who the hell thought of this idea it, I just, I genuinely feel like it is it is someone going right Michael Jordan wants to be in a movie yeah. and he said oh I want Looney Tunes to be in it as well and they're like okay how are we going to make this work it, basketball it and Looney Tunes like it was his decision because yeah. where on earth would you match those two things like oh no I know why it happened oh, because gosh. there was Nike adverts with Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes where they were playing against Martin the Martian oh. and then, then it sort of came from that I remember reading that now yeah so that was the sort of initial which kind of makes sense it's like the Looney Tunes yeah, yeah. and Michael Jordan are here to promote these new Nike trainers in like short commercials for TV yeah, was Nike ever in Space Jam? You would have thought if that was the link. It might have been. I don't remember it obviously being flashed up. Mm. But that's obviously where people were like, brilliant, let's just make that feature link. And no one went, wait, should we think about this for two seconds? Everyone just sort of went ahead with it. Yeah. It would be as if, like, the John Lewis advert got a feature-length film. About the snowman. Yeah, yeah. like... Or the dragon. Who would go and watch that? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. the kids would be like, oh, it's Edgar the dragon from the John Lewis advert. I love that. But you'll go and it'll be a cobbled-together plot where he has to, like, save the town from a... <coughs> oil baron or something like something some shit like some half-assed plot that mm. someone plucked out of their ass. which no offence seems to be what Space Jam is it but it is yeah. like we want to push this and make more money out of it 
uh, I don't know, we'll do this. Yeah. And there isn't really any moments in it that I'm like, oh, that was a really interesting use of animation. That was a really excellent monologue. Like, there's nothing in it that, like, it didn't make me cry. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. There's no point that I'm like, oh, brilliant. Well, at least we got this from it. This is very much the movie you'd watch with, like, your seven-year-old niece or nephew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It isn't isn't a movie that is going to have a very strong (laughs) storyline, you know. Did it stay with you? Did you feel like you learned any lessons? from this movie as a kid. No, no, I don't. <laughs> it is pure entertainment and there's nothing well, wrong is. with that. But I've, obviously I watch a lot of children's movies yeah, yeah. and I've been recording a lot of episodes this week and a lot of the movies that I've been watching, even if they have been very entertaining and very childish, mm-hmm. they've at least had these sort of through lines of like, you know, friendship, teamwork, mm-hmm. um, death, like understanding yeah, yeah. death, like all of these different things. This had nothing. This had just like... People playing basketball. <laughs> Not even people, not even people. Cartoons playing basketball with Michael Jordan. With Michael Jordan. And that's, as I say, that's why I think it finished and I was like, well, that's what I expected it to be. (laughs) It didn't surprise me, it didn't open my eyes to anything new, it just... I... I love Roger Rabbit, which is very different to this movie. No, it is. And that's like, talk about the difference here, because yeah. even Roger Rabbit came out, I want to say it was like 1992, 1994, yeah. it was like early 90s, or this was a couple of years later. And I'll be honest, like, I love Space Jam, but I also love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And in some ways, I actually prefer Who Framed Roger, Roger, yeah, Roger Rabbit, because it's... Yeah, it's just... It 100% is. That felt like it was a very thought-out, like, this This was the movie of introducing real-life worlds to the Looney Tunes. Like, that was the... progressed better. There, there came yeah. a thing from it, the nudging the lamp, where Roger Rabbit takes, uh, removes his hand from the handcuffs while the thing is trying to sort them off, and he nudges the lamp, and it took some guy like an entire month to just animate that one wow. small bit. And it, I, do, I don't know enough about the technical yeah. side of things to tell you what, but look it up because it's everyone was like, it, it suddenly people were like, oh, we can do that. Like oh, it, really? it was like when Moana created the new thing to do to animate water. Uh, like okay. a huge moment in animation oh, wow, okay. that came from Roger Rabbit because this one guy was just determined to, to like get sure. this little thing in. Yeah, yeah. And it's two seconds of film, but it like blew open the animation world. Um, yeah, okay. And it's it's so it's got that, it's got a real master mm-hmm. of the craft, it's got excellent performances exactly. it's funny, it's clever, it's inventive, it's Dark. It is. Oh my god, that end where, where the guy gets rolled by the steamroller. Yeah. Oh, and he's horrible. like laughing. Yeah, and laughing. He, um, and you put the shoe in the yeah. dip. And you find out that he's actually a Looney Tune. It's just like, yeah. it's, sorry, spoiler guy, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler for Roger <laughs> Sorry. Um, but like, that, that was insane. But if you look at that movie, which is something that has in my opinion been been you know thought about it was an idea that's probably in the works for quite some time it's based on a book it's based on, oh wow okay based on a book yeah. as well I actually didn't know that the book is very dark Roger dies in the book spoilers <laughs> a lot of spoilers here guys <laughs> but um but you look at that and then you look at Space Jam and it's just more like oh yeah we, I always I always I almost think it's the conversation would have been something like, oh yeah, we did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that was Looney Tunes and, and people, we could do it again. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, let's get Michael Jordan in. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And that was it. Literally, there was so little thought. Like, if yeah. Roger Rabbit is a very detailed watercolour, mm-hmm. this is someone using a roller to just, like, paint their ceiling. Yeah, literally. <laughs> One colour. So simplistic and so bizarre. Mm. Um, I, I really like Roger. Yeah, it's weird, because I've got to say, I think what... I think now I'm watching it as an adult, the one thing I would say is this is definitely a movie that is going to be remembered as like a childhood movie and yeah. I'll treasure it watching it as a child. This probably isn't going to be a movie I'm going to sit and watch, you know, once every couple of years or, you yeah. know, to come back it's to. It's like never on at yeah, Christmas. Exactly. Whereas Who <laughs> from Roger Rabbit, I would definitely, you know, from childhood watch this as an adult. Introduce it to adults yeah. as an adult movie, whereas this I would be like, yo, if you want to watch the Looney Tunes play basketball with Michael Jordan, watch this movie. Yeah, literally. Otherwise, don't bother. <laughs> literally, don't bother. Um, the, the Looney Tunes humour, as I was saying earlier, is so like, there's a bit where he, he turns up in the, the gym mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, well, it's really dirty in here. How are we going to play basketball? And they were like, we'll, we'll, we'll shine it, we'll spit shine it. And then they'll start like spitting under the floor and rubbing it. And you're just like, this is gross. Um, a funny bit was um, 
Daffy Duck says something about we're owned by Warner Brothers and shows that he's got this like logo on his butt. Yeah, yeah. And then he like kisses it, and it was a very sort of meta like kiss ass sucking up to the Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah. Like there was, it was an adult moment where I was like, that's funny. Again, that is layers to that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas there were no layers to the spit shine joke. They just banged the shine. Because I, yeah, yeah, I get that. So I think there were moments where the only sort of adult humour came from the fact that the Looney Tunes tended to be more adults sometimes anyway. Um, but they, I, like, who is this movie for? I don't think they ever thought adults were going to enjoy it. No. This was definitely, like you said before, like a promotional gig, basically, yeah. to, to promote, well, I guess, Nike or... Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan himself. Yeah, I think that Michael Jordan. Oh, they, they like did a Pulp Fiction homage at one point. Oh, which bit? Which bit? I can't remember what really happened, but two of them were dressed as the guys from Pulp Fiction and they shot the guns in the sort of face picture and it went dun 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 Again, like, did they have to pay for that? Like, if so, why? Like, was that their sort of attempt to be like, I'll stick in something for the adults? And it's like, that's going to get an acknowledgement laugh at best. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I've put, what the fuck did I just watch? And then in brackets, Stan? Who? Stan? I don't know. Stan? What the fuck did I just watch? Well, I mean, I think that itself. What the hell did did you just watch? Yeah, what do you what did you actually think? Was it? What was your what was your thoughts going into it? What were you expecting? I you expect okay. Were you expecting it to be another Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of thing in terms of on the same level? Um, no, 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 no. I thought I was going to go into something that was going to be very bizarre, mm-hmm. have a very specific type of humour. I didn't really know what my I didn't know anything about the actual plot. I didn't know that aliens were involved. I didn't know about the monsters. I thought it was going to be mostly a basketball match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Michael Jordan and like the NBC players against the Looney Tunes for whatever reason they'll come up with. So I was. I think I was excited to watch a sort of Roger Rabbit esque, yeah. real life basketball match with the Looney Tunes incorporated. Mm-hmm. So then when. When we suddenly cut to space and Danny DeVito was there, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Danny DeVito. What a man. And then so many scenes that seemed to have no point. Like, there, we had to, like, I would have liked it more, I think, if there was more basketball in it, which sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but because that's where they could have done some really cool animation and some yeah. really funny stuff. But instead, we have scenes where Bugs and Daffy have to break into Michael Jordan's house to collect his basketball shorts and they have to ward off his dog who keeps trying to eat them yeah and it lasts like 10 minutes yeah and I'm like what was going on (laughs) and there was a lot of that a lot of like we were on the golf course and obviously it ends up being the scene where Michael Jordan gets kidnapped by the Looney Tunes but it lasts such a long time with just Bill Murray being like, haha, I'm Bill Murray, this is my yeah. sense of humour. But I'm like, what the fuck is like get to the basketball match. Like yeah. show me the animation mixed with the live action in a way that's enjoyable, not in a way where Michael Jordan is clearly in front of a green screen going. That's the thing though, isn't it? Like with with Looney Tunes, with Hugh and Roger Rocket, it was the opposite. It was very much they had to pop the animation of the Looney Tunes into the real world. Yeah. Whereas like you said, the whole movie was basically Michael Jordan standing in front of a green screen. Which isn't as fun, and you can yeah. see it lacked the charm and it lacked the imagination. Um, even though it should have prompted, because the, the sequence in Roger Rabbit, um, where Bob Hoskins is in Toontown and he like falls out of the plane, plummets to the ground, yeah. and he like uh, is in the house, and like all of these, like the parachute turns into a rubber tire, yes. and then he bounces on the ground, and like it's a really fun, memorable little sequence yeah. where they're like, look, we've got Bob Hoskins in Toontown doing a bunch of crazy shit yeah. because he's in Toontown. That really could have been what this movie was, where they were like, look, Michael Jordan's having to deal with the physics of yeah. Looney Tune World, but they don't do that. It's quite static. It's quite... Um, nothing particularly amazing really happens until we get to the actual 
great match. And even then, it happens to the guy from Jurassic Park where he yeah, gets like squished well, and mm-hmm. blown up, and which is. I mean, I'm, it came out in 1996, so you can't blame it, but some of the, the, the animations. <laughs> it's ugly and it's like mm-hmm. terrible. Because obviously they're having to animate this human person. It's, it's like if you go back and rewatch the Colossus Stone when Neville is falling off the building. Oh, okay. He's like a CGI <laughs> Neville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks awful. awful. <laughs> and it's that, but it's the whole movie. <laughs> Which is quite strange because what this was 1996, so like CGI and stuff. That was like what Jurassic Park was doing it and yeah, stuff. Jurassic so that was 1993. Ages ago. Yeah. Like, so. But then it depends on their budget. It depends. Well, they were throwing everything else at this, weren't they? I mean, come on. <laughs> They spent all their money on Michael Jordan. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, but I've got to say, time. I really do think Danny DeVito, for me, made the movie oh, in a yeah. lot of ways. He brought a sort of gravitas, really, mm-hmm. to him. Even though it was only his voice, it was very much like I could tell, like, okay, he's the actor. Yeah. He's on actors. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Definitely. It's just, it was just so different, so different. Yeah. You know? But I really, I really wish they just gave, you know, the basketball player. Players, some sort of acting lessons before going into this movie because it's didn't have them in it. As I say, we spent yeah. time with them on a psychologist's couch. There's a whole yeah. scene where one of them goes and hangs out with some kids. kids. Oh and my god, like how boring. bully him because they're like, oh my god, you're NBC basketball yeah. star, blah, blah, blah. You're not him. And then they try and play and they're like, you suck, man. Yeah. And then he walks away like, little girl, man, she don't have shit. And I was just like, sorry, where's Bugs Bunny? Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, I thought I came here for Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. Hanging out with Patrick Ewing. And all these other people. Some bullshit. Like, come on, man. You yeah. had a, you, you did have a cool concept. Like, I was excited to watch Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes play basketball. Yeah. I was like, that sounds like fun. But then it's this idea, like, it, it's hardly in the movie. I remember it being in it a lot more. i got to say, the one thing that I always remember about Space Jam, whenever people ever say, oh, what's the one thing you remember about Space Jam? For me, I don't know why, but it's just the sequence of them coming onto the basketball um, court. Oh, yeah, it's when they all introduce them all, that has the music, the, what is it, the... Uh, I always yeah. remember when they come on. All I ever remember, and the and the, the funny the the juice, the Michael Jordan um, juice was just water. Yeah, I always remember those two those two bits. They're, they're well thought out, they're fun, they're a good use of animation. Mm. I thought that was brilliant. So he basically just feel, well, it's Bugs Bunny's idea. Yeah. He fills Michael Jordan's water bottle as a tomb character with water, mm-hmm. um, and <coughs> it says like Michael Jordan's special stuff, and everyone yeah. has to sit from it, and they, it's like in that that bit in Harry Potter where he pretends to give Ron the liquid laugh but he doesn't so they just have a boost of confidence and they play really well for a while mm-hmm. and then when they hand the bottle to the guy from Jurassic Park it has to become a human prop but they've made efforts to make it look cartoonish which was really cool and yeah. I'm like do more of that yeah 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 do that bullshit with the dog uh, like that more was that so if they are going to do this one with LeBron James and you're listening, producers, like, focus on what people really enjoyed and remember about Space Jam, which was the interaction between Toon and the human and um, the lessons, because that that's probably the only lesson yeah. you learn, where it's like, believe in yourself, you, it's inside yeah. you the whole time, kind of thing. Because um, otherwise it's just like... The stakes aren't even that high. He's our main character, Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's the like hero. He's not gonna. Well, nothing's gonna really happen for him. (laughs) And at the end of it, if he loses, I will know. I guess it comes to the point, isn't it, where they make the deal with Danny DeVito? It's not until the third act that Michael Jordan's like, if we win, take me instead of the two. Yeah. It it was no. I think. I think it was. If you'll raise the stakes, if you, if I win, then not only are they not slaves, but you have to. the talents back to the, to the basketball players, yes. but if you win, then you also get me. Right. So I think he would still yeah. get the Looney Tunes, but just the added layer, yeah, he'd get Michael Jordan. Which doesn't happen until like 10 minutes to the oh. end of the movie. Yeah. So you don't care. Like, yeah. You, and like, I know it's a dumb movie about Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes playing basketball, but 
But make us care. Don't yeah. just make us care relying on the fact that we like the Looney Tunes and we don't want them captured. When you think about like how movies, just like movies, just stories in general are made, they, they always have a structure, don't they? They have like, the beginning and then you get to the climax and then you'll have the moment where you think all's going wrong and it yeah. all has failed and then it picks back up and then there's something happens. It's a sports movie. There's so yeah. many tropes that they could have done that they didn't. Yeah. And, like, yeah. But, the, but that wasn't in this movie. Like, <laughs> it, it got to the point, I think the climax of the point where you thought all was lost was when they were all asking for the special stuff, the Jupiter, the water. And yeah. it was like, uh, there's none left. And it's like, yeah, but can you get us some? We're all, we're all battered, we're all bruised. And then he literally resolves it. And he's just like, no, guys, you had it all along. And then that was kind of it. And then they're but, all like, like, great. No, they're not even like, great. He goes, guys, it was just water. Like, yeah. It, it, you had it inside you all along. That was you out there on the pitch. You just got to have your confidence back. And they go, "Well, can we have the juice anyway?" Yeah. And you're like, "Oh my god!" Like they haven't even learned the lesson yeah. sense because they're Looney Tunes. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to be the ones learning a lesson here. Um, in the same way that, like in Roger Rabbit, Bob Hoskins is our main character, mm-hmm. and he's gone through loss, and he has a, a hatred towards Looney Tunes. Yeah, and then he he has a love for them at the end. You see yeah, a you development. See the and you understand why he's like the way he is. Michael Jordan has given up basketball. That's the stakes where they're like, oh no, is he going to be able to play basketball? Yeah. Well, yes, he is. Done. That's ticked. And then they're like, ten minutes towards the end, oh, take me instead. And you're like, I don't care at this point. I'm sorry, can we just call just Bill Murray? Bill, I think Bill, Bill Murray. Uh, he essentially saves the day in, in a way. Yeah. Bill Murray? Really? Really? Literally, it's a, it's a movie about Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan playing basketball. I don't remember. Even Bill Murray is the same. Yeah, and the monsters are all the talents of all these professional basketball players. Yet Bill Murray, you know, sounds bad, but that idea of like, he's not he's not a basketball player. He's not built to be a basketball player. He's not tall at all. Yet he comes in and just absolutely wipes the floor, wipes with, the floor with his mess. And I meant, I, I'm sure that he meant to be funny because it's like, haha, look, Bill Murray <laughs> yeah. is winning. Who'd have thought? Mm. And it's like, you haven't planted that enough. But as I say, I knew that Bill Murray came on near the end of the match. I didn't know that he had been planted in the movie beforehand. So it, like, he's not just random Bill Murray, which perhaps would have been funnier mm. if he hadn't been in the movie at all until that point. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because then it really would have been absurdist, like a cameo. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, look, it's Michael Jordan's like friend, he, Bill Murray. Yeah, like he's an established character. Who's within. managed to make his way to Toontown somehow because that's what begs the question people are like how did you know that this place existed to be able to get here to be able to make your way here to be able to find where we are to be able to yeah. know what's going on and all he does is say haha I'm friends with the producer yeah. like that meta or it's a movie there is a brilliant line that's also quite meta where um, when Bill Murray does walk on Danny DeVito said I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture <laughs> and like that got a laugh from me one of the few times one of the few like on one the hand one hand, count, I can count how many times I laughed, and that was one of them. Um, and then Bill Murray says, well, the producer's a friend of mine, and Daffy Duck goes, well, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Which is also kind of funny, but as I say, I think it would have been funnier. We would have believed that Bill Murray could have randomly turned up more if we hadn't watched him watch Michael Jordan get pulled into mm-hmm. the golf hole. I think they just didn't really think it through in terms of how to make it a, a movie that makes sense and why no. kids should care, because they knew that they would make money from it. They knew they weren't going to get a sequel. They didn't well, This really movie care. was not about to get an Oscar. No. I mean, it wasn't. I'm like, Movies don't have to be, but even in the Simpsons movie, this beloved family that we've followed for 20 years, they still managed to make us care about the stakes within the movie. Um, And be funny, and rely on the stuff we knew, but also open up to a new audience at the same time. So maybe didn't try. No. <laughs> anyway. well, you, like you said, I mean, it's not really to bring new audiences in with the Looney Tunes because they didn't really introduce each Looney Tune. They yeah. were just kind of there. Assuming apart from new. yeah, exactly. Apart from Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck against the big ones, and then Michael Jordan. Okay. He's playing basketball. I don't know. It just felt like a really. And now that you think about it, it feels like a really weird kind of like memoir. How you said yeah. to Michael Jordan or like for Michael Jordan about his time between yeah. 
And even if that was what they were going for, like, oh, this is the fictionalised account of what happened when Michael Jordan retired from basketball, yeah. they still didn't push that, really. They were no. just sort of like, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad I've seen it. Good, well, because you were, you were, telling, you were saying to me, weren't you, about how this was a movie that was kind of been in the back, you know, I was, you to watch it. was on my radar for yeah. all my life. Like, I've always known about it, but I've never thought to sit down and watch it. Yeah, Probably yeah. because I was like, I'm going to hate it. Probably. Like, I'm not a kid anymore, and I think you had to have been to have appreciated and accepted it for what it is. I agree. This movie needs to stay in the mix. <laughs> um, but it's not going to, because in 2021, we're going to have one with LeBron James. Which, I'm going to be honest, I really hope it's a lot better. In, I don't know. You know, take the opportunity, as, as we've said, to sort of expand on what we did yeah. in this one, and hopefully bring a new audience to yeah. the And I just, I just want to say, like, I am definitely not hitting this movie at all. This is all the stuff that's kind of come to light, mm. watching it as an adult. This yeah. movie, for me, as a child... To the gem. Yeah, I absolutely loved it, yeah. and I always remember it in, in the way, you know... And that's really good, because to be as, as much as I've been able to sit here and be like, tear it apart, mm-hmm. fundamentally children enjoyed it at the time. So, like, what do I know? Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> what happened to you know? Like, <laughs> kids enjoyed it, kids found it fun, and I, I guess it was a really easy watch as well. Yeah. Like, whereas you watch something like um, Tarzan, where you've got, like, the hanging body of Clayton yeah. silhouetted in a thunderstorm, and they're all learning the morals, and the animation is so deep and thought out. Sometimes you just want to put on, like, Pop, brain popcorn, and that's what this is. Literally. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's all on YouTube if you want to have a rewatch yourself. Um, it's fairly short. Yeah, what, an hour and a half, hour yeah, 40? Not even. Yeah, literally. Um, so, yeah, anything else to say about Space Jam? No, I think, I think we kind of covered a lot of it, actually. Yeah. I'll just say if you are going to watch the movie, you know, definitely be prepared for the monsters. They are, they they are so terrifying. Scary. They're terrifying. I don't know what it is about. Which is your favourite? Did you oh, have a favourite? The little pink one that was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, with the high yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, I always like the green one. I think it was because it was the scary one. With yeah, the fire, fair. the fire breathing. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the pink one gets to be the, like, really short guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Um, yeah, because, like, all the others will be like, we're going to beat you up. And the yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to beat you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's cute, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you'll have a favourite. They're like the Spice Girls. Literally, everyone has a favourite Spice Girls. <laughs> 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 I'm just Jerry, who was yours? I love Spice Girls. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There we go, 90s throwbacks. <laughs> but thank you so much yeah. for coming on and choosing Space Jam. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah, I'm glad nice that I watched it. It's done now, got it? Yeah, tick that off that box. Thanks for Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, um, anything you want to plug, where can we find you on social media? Um, yes, yeah, so I have Instagram. My Instagram is James Hoyles, and that's the same for my Twitter. And yeah, that's kind of it, really. Ooh. James Hoyles. Hoyles is spelled H-O-Y-L-E-S. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye. Watched the film and we talked about it, but now it's time to say goodbye. We'll be back again with another movie that makes you wanna ask why. Why? Why this film podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select it here. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pyjama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. 
Thank you to all who donate, and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies, and I hope you do too.